The Toronto Maple Leafs suck. The Bassmaster Classic is next week. And we got freaking Scott Martin all the way from paradise. I'm Bob Cobb for the Bassmaster. Welcome to Mercer. It is Wednesday. My name is Dave Mercer, and welcome to the weekly Fishaholics Anonymous meeting we call Mercer. Um, that's how creative I am with names. My name is Dave Mercer, and this is our Awkwardly Honest Fishing Podcast. Speaking of awkward and honest, I'm going to be both right now, because once again this week, if you're from my part of the world, you found out that the Toronto Maple Leafs will break your heart, stomp on your soul, and urinate on your brain. I mean, literally unbelievable, bounced in the first round once again. If you don't like hockey, stick with me for 30 seconds. Let me get this out of my system, and it'll be all fishing all the time. But what's happened with the Toronto Maple Leafs repeatedly getting bounced out in the first round is unacceptable, embarrassing, and I mean, it just it's, it's it shouldn't happen. With a team that spends as much as they do, with a team that makes as much as they do, a first-round exit is not an option. And, and I know you're going to hear a lot of reasons why. I mean, people are going to say this person got hurt, that person got hurt. If this happened, if that happened, that that's what we hear every single freaking year. Every year. They're haunted. They have to have a poltergeist. I mean, there's only one way I can figure it out. There is a poltergeist in that organization, whether it's Harold Ballard. I don't know who it is, but there is a poltergeist because it's ridiculous. I mean, because the other thing you don't do is you don't go to a Game 7 against arguably the best goalie in the NHL in Carey Price. Because generally in Game 7s, the team that wins is the team with the better goalie, and that's exactly what happened. So you don't let it get to a Game 7. But regardless of what happened, the Leafs are once again golfing, and we are once again miserable and trying to wonder how you can spend so much money but still not quench the thirst that is... Winning a freaking round in the playoffs. I mean, how sad is that? <sighs> but I digress. I, I digress. And, and thank you for sticking with me. We'll leave that right now. But let me know in the comments what you guys think. This is Hump Day. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Not just any Hump Day. This is National Rotisserie Chicken Day. National Rocky Road Day, National Bubba Day, National First Ladies Day, National Leave the Office Early Day, and National Running Day. So no matter what you celebrate, thank you for being here and celebrating it on our silly little show called Mercer. And as I probably have already said, I'm your host, Dave Mercer. And this is the week before the Bassmaster Classic, so an exciting week. It'll help me forget all things Toronto Maple Leafs, Maple Luffs, Maple Laughs. I mean, I'm getting trash talk from people from Alabama. Really? I mean, really? I mean, I, when it comes to... I mean... I love Alabama. But man, do they love to make fun of me when the Leafs lose. And a lot of you guys do too. So, um, uh, so be it. So be it. Okay, this is the point of the show. We're supposed to sell erectile dysfunction pills. We don't have any sponsors. But what we do have is you guys! We do have sponsors, actually. I just don't shill them down your throat week after week. Um, 
But we do have you guys, and that's what I'm going to ask you guys to do. Rather than me selling you erectile dysfunction pills, why don't you give me a little wood? And what I mean by that is just go hit the like button down in the corner. You don't even have to leave the video. Let's go do it right now. Everybody hit like, because I'm going to tell you, it. it I know you think it doesn't matter, but it does. I mean, it might not matter to you, it might not matter to me, but what it matters to is the YouTube algorithm and and really, please, just hit like. I mean, you've gone this far. I mean, why wouldn't you freaking like it? I mean, I'd love a subscription, but I'm not going to push our relationship that quickly. It is the week before the Bassmaster Classic. I appreciate all those likes. Give likes for the Bassmaster Classic and give likes for our upcoming guest because this dude... Um, I thank him for taking the time of his day, but also, let's be honest, if he does his job right, this is the last classic for the foreseeable future that he's sitting on the outside looking in. Um, went through an incredible transition the last year, uh, qualifying for the elites and now being part of the elite series. Uh, so we're going to talk to him about that. I mean, arguably the biggest social media presence in pro angling. Um, I don't know. You guys prove it to me. I mean, if you're a fan of him, you give this lots of likes and give me a bunch of subscriptions. And that's the only way I'll know if he really has that kind of power. Without further ado, let's bring him in right now. Seven-time FLW Tour winner, former Forcewood Cup champion, and a guy that, I mean, a man so beautiful... This whole freaking thing is going to look like a Zoom filter. Scott Martin. Scott Martin joining us in maybe the most Scott Martin-esque backdrop ever. I mean, most of the world has a backdrop like that, Scott, but it is a, it's, it's a fake backdrop. Where are you today? I'm in studio. We have the little screen that pulls down. I have the lights shining down on me. <laughs> we, are, we are in my favorite place in the world. This is, this is my little Zen place, right? This is a, the Ala Mirada down in the Florida Keys. And uh, I'm sitting here on our property. We've had this forever, and, and we call it the fish camp. It's our little fish camp here. And, uh, you know, it's where I come. I, you know, I love saltwater fishing, Dave. And, 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 and for me, you know, tournament fishing is all business. It's all, you know, it's all serious. I come down here. I can relax a little bit. We take the big boat out and go offshore. We've got a flats boat. We'll tank it back here and go bone fishing. Or Hillary and I will jump in the boat. She'll go catch sharks on a fly rod. And, and it's just it's just such a departure from from the, the hardcore grind that we're always in on this bass trail that it's what I need. I love it. You know, when I retire, this is I'll be I'll be stuck up in that crow's nest there yelling at customers. Cast, cast over to the left, over to the right. It'd be great. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people will remove themselves from fishing. You don't. I mean, you're fish all fishing all the time. But it's just is it the different what how? You're fishing from the outside. I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, how was that a break from fishing? How do you separate the two? You know, for me, I, I, people ask me, look, I like to hunt, but I love to fish, right? And so my dad loves to hunt and he loves to fish. He loves both of them. I, I would go on a deer hunting trip. If you invited me up to go deer hunting, duck hunting, whatever, I'd go in a minute. But fishing is my passion. And, and I don't golf anymore. I don't do any. I literally fish and spend time with the family. But for me, Saltwater fishing is such a departure from from the competitive side of bass fishing. Like I don't I don't even hardly use lures when I saltwater fish. Like I'm like totally against lures. Like you know in in bass fishing, like everybody's like, oh, you can't use shiners. That doesn't count. Well, in, in saltwater fishing, dude, my boat is full of nothing but live bait in there, and I throw it out on the hook and let those things swim around. 
And that way I don't have to twitch nothing. I don't have to think about, I don't have to worry about what color I'm using. I don't have to worry about if they like my skirt or not. I, no, I'm throwing live bait and I'm going to catch a lot of fish and it's just fun. I mean, saltwater fishing to me, you know, we're, we're going to go out here in a minute, actually the boat's getting ready and we're going to go catch dolphin today out probably 25 miles out in the ocean. Along the way, we'll probably see a, a sailfish or two, maybe get one of those, possibly a marlin. And then on top of that, on the way in, we're going to drop down a thousand feet down with this gigantic drop shot. Dave, this is the coolest thing ever. The drop shot, okay, weighs 10 pounds, the 10 pound lead. Okay, it's a giant 10 pound lead with six hooks on it. And you wow. drop it to the bottom and it goes, and the tip goes, doo, 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 and you hit the button on the reel, it's an electric reel, and it comes up. It's like grocery shopping. And there's like tile fish and snowy groupers on it and just the most amazing tasting fish ever. And to me, that's fun. That's vacation. We're jamming the kicker speakers the whole time. We got the music blaring. We're just having a ball. To hear you talk here, it leaves me one question. I mean, in your, I mean, when I grew up, you know, my dad taught me to do things. Did, is there something in the Martin DNA or, or is it a training element where literally, I mean, dude, you're always jacked. Did you, I mean, you, it's like, it's like weird science. It's like somebody put together that let's make the perfect pro angler. Well, what is with the Martin DNA? You know, it is truly in our blood. It truly is. I mean, I, I, we've never done, you know, that, that uh, family tree thing where you kind of search back and see, but I bet if we search back to whatever, there's going to, it's going to be a long line of crazy Norwegian fishermen or something <laughs> like there's probably some crazy story. Like, I don't even know old man in the sea type thing, because it's truly in our blood. It's what I love to do. It's, it's what it's, 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 it's just what we do. You know, like people ask like, what else, what else would you do when you stop fishing? Like, no, I'm going to just keep fishing. Like I said, I'm literally going to be a charter boat captain in the top of that, top of that boat one day when I finally retire, when I'm about 65 years old, I'm going to be up there just having a ball, you know, but for me, you know, I'll tell you what drives me. And I know it's what drives my dad. I know it, it's what drives Hillary, my daughter, that's, that's kind of following in our footsteps. And it's, it's that drive of competition, right? It's that trying to figure out how to, how to catch things like, I'm very intrigued by, like, for example, catching those fish a thousand feet deep or even deeper. Sometimes we're dropping 1800 feet and there's so much science to that. You just don't drop it straight down. There's currents and you have to figure out how to back the boat up and, you know, read the Garmin just right and drop in the right spot. It's really exact science. It's challenging. So for me, you know, it's not the tug of the rod. It's not the jump of the fish. It's, it's figuring out that that worked. Like we did it. We figured out how to catch that fish. That's what drives me as a fisherman. And I know it's what drives my dad. And, and I think that's what drives Hillary as well. So, you know, it's in our blood, it's the competition, it's the fun of it. It's, it's, it's the unknown. We like moving on. My dad's always been known as, as a complete angler. I mean, he's tarpon fish and yeah. saltwater fish his whole life. And, and, and that, and that's what he's kind of known for. And, 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 and I, and I get it because that's what I like to do. Like I, the next thing I'm going to catch, which people have to watch the social or my social media, like Instagram and stuff, but sawfish, Giant oh, they're prehistoric awesome. Look. Yeah, I, I want to catch one. I haven't caught one yet. But they're back here. Like, they catch them often. And that's the next challenge. And so that's what, like, drives me, right? Like, I, like I'm going to be gearing up for a sword fishing or a saw fishing trip here shortly. So it's going to be uh, – but that's the kind of the neat thing about saltwater. There's so many different species. And, and it's the same way in bass fishing too, Dave. It's like we go to all these different fisheries, and every lake is so different, right? I mean, yeah. we go to – like we're just at – at Gunnersville, where you've got deep ledges and, and the most unbelievable grass fishing in the world, such a unique fishery. And then, you know, then we're going to go to the St. Lawrence River, where you've got 
crazy currents and all the different things and 30 feet of visibility and all the different challenges, you know, and that's, for me, that's, that's what drives me. That's what, that's really makes me get out of bed. It's not the, it's not the pull or the jump of the fish. It's just figuring out that puzzle. Growing up, tell me this. I mean, there's a lot of people who have successful parents at things and they do the exact opposite. They're like, man, I, I don't, I don't, and I don't get it. To be honest, I've had buddies who had parents who made a lot of, you know, did well in different industries. And they're like, yeah, I don't want to follow my dad's footsteps. I, I mean, I'd gladly follow footsteps, but was there ever, was there ever a moment in your life where you thought of doing something else? Really? Like, honestly. Yeah. No, in between the shock treatments that my dad would like hook me up and, <laughs> Like burn that fishing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, for me, uh, not really. You know, we we I grew up in it. I grew. I, re, I mean, my very first memories of of as a child are are not playing in my yard. They're literally at a campground watching my dad blast off. Like literally, that's my first memories. Running around, you know, Toledo Bend campground as a kid, skipping rocks in the in the water, catching bluegills off the docks, waiting for him to come in. So it's really, truly a way of life for me. And, 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 and it's just, I, I can't envision anything else. Now we've of course had the Marina there in Clewiston for years and, and, and the business side of the Marina and the Marina itself interests me greatly. And so that, that, you know, that's something that's always been a part of, of my life as well. And something that I kind of teetered back and forth early on, whether do I go in and just run the Marina and, and, and do the nine to five gig or do I go out and chase my passion? And at the end of the day, it was, it was, you know, I was working nine to five at the marina, literally yeah. working nine to five at the marina. And I fished my very first FLW tournament as a co-angler. And my dad was there and I had just fished a Bassmaster Open on the lake and did real well. Finished fifth or sixth, I think, in the in the in the Bass Open at the lake, seventh or something. And so I was, you know, fishing a lot of local tournaments, but I haven't really switched gears to that pro side or even really thought about it. I was, you know, getting my degree. We were, we were doing all the things that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I fished my first co-angler event. Uh, there at Okeechobee and came in second. You know who beat me? You know who beat me? This is crazy. Oh, Rob Newell. Rob Newell. Rob Newell, nice. Rob Newell beat me. But like, I think like two or three ounces. Yeah. So Rob Newell's got one on me. But uh, that was kind of the start of it, you know, and I fished the rest of the year that year as a co-angler just to see if I could win the angler of the year. They said, hey, you're going to get a boat if you win angler of the year. And I'm like, that would be cool, right? I mean, win a boat. So long story short, I win a boat. Win angler of the year on the co-angler side, which is the, you know, the, 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 yeah. the amateur division and, and from the back. And so I see, well, you know, let me, let me try it. Right. You know, the ball's kind of rolling, kind of moving. Let me try it see what happens. And, and so the rest is kind of history. I went off and, and fished my first year as a pro in 2000 and, and had good success. Won my second tournament I fished and, you know, just never really got off that train. And, and since then it's just been awesome. Now with the transition over to bass, you know, again, my first memories are, are, are BASS. Uh, it, it's awesome, man. It's been, it's been, it's been good to be over there. It's been a lot of fun. And, and, but yeah, that's just my life. I mean, I, I can't, I can't, I mean, I guess I could be a greeter at Bass Pro Shops one day, maybe. I mean, I could do that. I have the little turnstile of Johnny will let me, but you know, it's either that or the top of that boat or, or I'll just keep fishing. Watching you here, I mean, I tell you this all the time. Every time I see you, there's a little part of me. I like you, Scott Martin, but there's a little part of me that hates you. I mean, you were you won the DNA war. You're a beautiful man. You got a lot going right for you. But scruffy. talk to scruffy. talk to me. You what what'd you say there? I said I'm scruffy. I'm scruffy. You're scruffy, you're scruffy is put together for 99% of the rest of the world. <laughs> but tell me this, because looking at everything I see there and looking from the outside, it's all awesome. 
But talk to me about the day where you realized all of a sudden, and, and it's worked out. You're at Bass, you know, you're qualifying for the Classic at, at this point, and, you know, it looks good for you. But, man, there had to be a morning where you woke up and you said, holy crap, I've won seven events over here. You know, my pro tour, really, at that point, previous to this, you probably were more focused on, you know, growing social media and different things like that because the tournament world was in cruise control. But to but to have it all kind of taken away because of realigning in the industry and, and having to literally line up and, and re-qualify, talk to me about that. Well, look, you know, it, it looks all fun and games here. It looks all great. I'm sitting here in the Keys. But, look, I, I, this is hard work. You know, uh, what, I did, what I did the first 18 years of my career was extremely hard. Uh, you know, it, it, people think fishing, oh, you're just all fishing tournaments. You know, you know what it's like, Dave. It is, it is the most grinding, grueling thing on the planet. And to be able to win one, not alone multiple tournaments, is, is just so, so hard. And so for me to – put forth all that energy for all those years. And then kind of like you said, start over, right? It, it, it was scary. It was super serious. It was, I'm not going to say I was doubting myself, but at the same time, you know, let's play the odds, right? I mean, go qualify yeah. through the opens, go qualify through the opens. I mean, I know so many people that have tried and tried and tried and tried for years and never been able to pull it off. Uh, for me to, for me to go out and, and attempt to pull this off in one year, you know, that's kind of, you know, that, that, that's tough. You know, like I, I didn't take that lightly. Fishing against, you know, all those anglers, uh, it, it was not easy. You know, it was stressful. Uh, it, it really was the most stressful thing I've ever done in my life. And then when you get over to the elites, you know, then you say, okay. Again, I, I felt like I did. I'll tell you what I felt like, Dave. The first year I fished, you know, it, look, without go, doing, going too deep into this, one look, it's great that my dad's had success. Yeah, it's great that my mother fished and all that. But but you know that comes with a little bit of a price because people, I think, ever since the beginning, first put me in a little box like, oh, you know, you hear it, you know, you hear it, and it's it's so funny to me when people say, oh yeah, you ride your daddy's coattail. I'm like, I don't even know what that means in fishing. Like, how do you do that? Like, I, I don't know, ride him to the spot. Like, uh, does he cast the rod out for me? Like, I don't. It doesn't compute <laughs> in my mind, you know. And and then for me. You know, and, and I've told you this before. When I started fishing, I wanted to do it on my own. I wanted to go out and get my own sponsors. I wanted to fish my own trail. That's part yeah. of the reason I stayed on the FLW tour as long as I did. I wanted to make my own name, right? And and so I've done all that. And, and now back over here, now starting with the elites, I feel like I'm starting over again. It was that that pressure I did when I first started fishing and I fished my very first pro tournament 20 years ago. And, and you could hear the chatter like, oh, yeah, you know, what's going to happen now? Yeah. And, 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 and I kind of feel that again, you know, every, all eyes on me. And then, you know, I add the pressure by inviting millions of people to watch <laughs> every move I make, like, yeah. you know, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, I invite everybody to come Begging them to and, comment and, and, on yeah. it too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't have a comment filter on there. I promise you that. So, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's stressful. You know, I want to do well. I want to be an example, not only to my family and, and my kids, but to the industry, and, and I want to, and, and I'll tell you, the biggest thing that I have felt uh, success-wise, it's not the tournament wins. It's, it's not all those things. Like, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I've, 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 I've done a lot, right? But, but, but what, what, what's awesome to me is when I have dads come up to me at the tournaments. I had lots of dads come yeah. up to me, moms, at this last tournament, 
and literally, like literally with emotion in their face and tears in their eyes saying, thank you for, for being who you are, creating good, clean content that my, me and my family can sit down and watch at night. And, and, and we have now reconnected in fishing. My husband's now taking my son fishing. We just bought our first boat. Like, that is cool. Like, that didn't happen 15, 20 years ago. That, that response didn't happen when I was just fishing tournaments. But because we're, we're showing the world, you know, what this sport's about and how yeah. fun it is and how, and how it's just awesome, right? It, it, it's, it's stimulating so many more people to get involved. And, and to me, that's my biggest accolade at this point is is what hopefully hopefully what we have brought to the industry because the pie was so big and now i think i think we've grown that pie we've made that pie bigger and and i've been i feel like i've been a part of that you've been a part of that you know there's there's a lot of people that that that, that need the credit for this but that's where our sport's going and to me that's my biggest my biggest uh for me personally my biggest wow that was awesome moment um because i i get it often i get it in the comments and, and that's really what I want to do. But, but look, going, I, I got to hit decline here. Somebody's trying to call me up. Oh, you there? You there? <laughs> We're okay. still here. <laughs> All right. Um, but for me, that's the biggest, the biggest deal. And, 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 but, but to go back to where your original question is, how does it feel like to start over? This is serious. I've got, a, I've got, you know, I've got all eyes on me. Uh, I've got some very specific goals you know, and, and they're high goals. I mean, like to say, Hey, I want to win a blue trophy. I don't take that lightly. I don't say that lightly, uh, to win a Bassmasters classic. I mean, I mean, like my dad tried it his whole career. So I, I'm not taking that lightly either, but I'm going to, that's what drives me for me. You know, it's what gets me out of bed. It's what, it's what pushes me. I have to set those personal goals in front of me to try to achieve them. And, and that's really where I'm at, but, but it is stressful. It has been hard. The competition has been amazing. To watch, uh, to watch the, the, the weights literally go up every day in these tournaments and, and to see uh, how professional and how good these, these guys are. I've fished against many of them over the years, and they've just gotten better and better and better. Uh, you know, this formula, what Bass is doing, really breeds a, a, a hell of a fisherman. What's the biggest difference you see between the two? And, and I'm not sliding FLW, but is yeah. there any difference? It's all business, right? It's all yeah. serious. That's really what it is. I mean, you know, we, we don't have information. We're not going off what somebody told us to do. I mean, it's all serious. I mean, I'm literally losing sleep at night. I'm waking up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I did not sleep after day one. I, I made that comment on stage. Like, literally woke up all night long trying to go through my head of what to do. What should my game plan be? Where did I go wrong? All these different things. And I, that happens to me often. And I think that happens to everyone on the elites because – we're not messing around over there. No. And, and if, and if you mess around too much, then you're, you're going to get the ticket out and, and trying to get back in is not easy. And so I think people appreciate that. They respect that. And so, you know, for me, it's uh it's all, it's all business over there. It really is, but we're having a good time. The camaraderie is great. You know, everybody's attitudes are good. I, I'm, I'm really digging. I wasn't sure how I was going to mesh, even though I've known most of the people over there for years and fished. It's a new factory. You, you know, is, it's the it same is. job, but new, new group, right? Yeah, yeah. But the staff's great. You're great. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody, Z's great. I mean, it, it, I, I literally said this after the first event because I wasn't sure how I was going to feel. Like, I go to Palatka, and they're like, okay, you got to take your boat over here, and we got to get pictures, and you got to go do this. And I was like, I wonder how I'm going to feel like deep down. I didn't say it out loud. Yeah. I wonder how I'm going to feel. I'm going to feel out of place. And even though I didn't really know where to go, and I've kind of made, kind of walked off stage the wrong way a few times, but, <laughs> but I felt at home. 
I really did. I felt at home to me. And so to me, I think that is, you know, look, I've done okay. I haven't done fantastic yet this year, but I've fished a little apprehensive and that's just a whole other story. But I did that on purpose because I can't win the classic, Dave, if I don't qualify for it. That's just the facts. Um, but but I, I felt right at home, and I think that's helped me just – it's been fun. It really has been fun. One of the things you mentioned a few minutes ago, and I, and I do want – because I think it's one of the most important things in competition. You mentioned the chatter. And I don't mean this as a negative, but 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 I feel like most really successful competitive people – have something that motivates them. And generally it's not what people think. It's not the next big contract. It's not, it, 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 a lot of times it's something you heard somebody say behind your back or whatever. Do you, it, it, has that been a driving factor and how important in your career has it been? Because you know, everybody from day one has watched you walk down the dock and said, I've always said somebody, whether it be you, whether it be Jonathan Van Dam, whether it be any of the names that, that, that had a big name before them, Right. It the doors open quicker in, in some ways, but the standards are set so much higher. Like even after yeah. you probably won the first one, it was like, well, let's see what he does next. How much right. has that driven you or has it driven you at all? Uh, it's driven me a ton. I mean, that's all personal stuff that I've, you know, that I, I can't really explain it. it there's, there wasn't one certain thing, but it's yeah, what no. drives me because it's it's what I it's what I, I knew it going in. I knew it going in. Because, look, as a kid, I grew up, and I would be with my dad, and I never was Scott. I was always, this is Roland's son. You're, yeah. you're Roland Martin's son. And, and I always kept sitting there thinking, like, no, I'm, I'm Scott. I'm just Scott. Hey. And, and I tell you, about seven or eight years ago, uh, the table turned. It was a neat moment. Someone was standing <laughs> next to my dad, and they said, they said, hey, hey, you're Scott Martin's dad. <laughs> to my father. And I was in the background going, Yes, like there, there's our moment, right? And so the table had turned, but but you know, it, you know, early on is when is when there was all eyes on me. You know, the first, like you said, the first five or six or seven years of my career until I got the ball rolling, it hasn't been much of an issue at all, uh, yeah. to, to be honest with you, in the last ten years. But there always is, right? There always is when when again when you open up your your life to social media where you have millions of people watching. You know, there's always those people. That, that will say stupid things. And, and, but it always has been a driving factor for me because I want to uh, – it's hard work. I know how much hard work it is, and I think sometimes people think that there's an easy way out on this, and there's just not. I mean, it's, it's me out there making every single cast, making every single decision on the water, and it boils down to um, making those right decisions and, and instincts. And, um, and so, you know, for me, it's what's driven me uh, for sure, and, and it's what's going to continue to drive me. So uh, – so, yeah, we'll just keep going with it. Isn't life weird how early in life when you're trying to make your own way? I mean, you just want everybody to know you as your name. I'm not so-and-so's kid. And then as you get older, you're more than happy for people to say, man, that's my dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just. But one yeah. of the things that you've mentioned a few times already, and, and, and my prediction is, is maybe the biggest Martin is yet to come to this industry. I believe that, that and, and you've mentioned her a few times, and I don't want to put pressure on any of your kids, but it's amazing to see all your kids working in the industry and, and talk to me about their love for the sport. Yeah, it's been, it's been a true blessing. You know, I have four children. I have two boys, Jacob and Reed. They're both 20 and 21. And then I have two girls, Amelia and Hillary, and they're 14 and 15. 
And uh, Jacob and Reed, they love to fish. They're not going to do the tournament side of things. Jacob's been traveling with me. You've seen him yeah. on the road with me a little bit, Dave. And he's running the big camera on the boat-to-boat shots, getting some amazing. He's and, got such dude, a great Not to eye. interrupt you, but let me give you a proud dad moment. I had yeah. to tell somebody at the last event that that was your son, just so you know. Uh, it might, might not be the last event of the event before, but somebody and somebody was like, wow, I'm shocked as hard as I see him running around here. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. same perception, but but and that wasn't an insult. But I, I, I wanted you to hear that because those are the things that parents never hear. So sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but please continue. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's uh, but yeah, Jake's been doing a fantastic job in the in the photography. He loves to fish. He's going to be on the boat with us here in a little bit, too. And then, then you go to Amelia, and Amelia is just a ball of joy, beautiful. Uh, she, she loves the outdoors. She loves everything about fishing and the hunting and the outside, but she's not probably going to do any tournaments. But then you come to Hillary, and I think all for somehow all those genes and all that stuff got like stuck in her body. But she is full force. Uh, she's, she is full force Martin. She is, she is all about fishing. She's, she has the same drive for fishing that I do and my father does. Um, she loves the competition of it. I mean, she yeah. literally has sat on this dock right here behind us, even today at, at, at 15 years old and sits there, pulls a chair up and catches snapper off the dock one after the other all day long, never gets tired of it. And, and, and she's going to go offshore with us today, but she loves tournament fishing. She loves traveling and she started her own YouTube channel and her own Instagram and she's just been doing a fan. I'm so proud of her. She's been doing such a fantastic job with it. And again, she is she is truly loves, she truly loves the sport of fishing and what that entails. And so, uh, you know, she's going to fish, start fishing some Collingler divisions uh, on the Bass Opens here soon, and we'll just kind of see where it goes. You know, she's got a, she's got a, she's got a lot ahead of her. She's got school to get through and college, but she loves fishing, and and uh, it's been so much fun as a father to be able to go out and and teach her the the tournament side of things and teach her the the, the mental side and. And, and how to approach things within fishing versus, you know, when, when me and my boys go out, we're just having a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's awesome to watch from the outside, but another person that you're teaching and, and a friend of the show, uh, Rob Turkula, talk to me about your thoughts on him, because to me, I think it's one of the, I mean, he's honestly one of the most, um, I'm obsessed with him a little bit. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because because his mind works so different than the average person. I mean, he sees things so much bigger. He, 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 he you know what I mean? And and everything he's overcome in his life, you know, whether it be through the military, which which is where it all starts, and, and everything he's done business-wise. So I think that somebody with all those assets, there's no way they can't become successful at tournament fishing. What say you, Scott Martin? Listen, I've known Rob ever since before he had a YouTube channel. Him and I, I taught him a lot about fishing. He fished a lot, you know, before I met him. But when he started coming down to Okeechobee, we started hanging out. I was teaching him how to flip and throw swim baits. He didn't have a YouTube channel at the time. Him and I sat in the boat and brainstormed uh, media and all kind of things. And wow. I instantly was intrigued by how his mind worked. And uh, he literally went home after about the third or fourth time he came down and hung out with me. And started his his YouTube channel. He did with a crusty video of him in a pool with a Cinco, which was hilarious, by the way. If you go back and look at his channel, it's like he's showing how a Cinco floats down the pool, and it was great. But that was the beginning of, of Rob Turkla's uh, media empire, whatever you want to call yeah. it. He's, I, I'm, I'm impressed with Rob. I've learned a lot from Rob over the years. I have a ton of respect for him, not only uh, not only as a friend, but but also as a, as a as a thinker, right? Like you said, he's, yeah, it's amazing. He, he thinks so far ahead. Uh, I've learned a lot. A lot of, of where I'm at today in media is because of Rob. 
and, 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 you know, it, it's been awesome to be able to hang out with him. Now, when you get to the fishing part of things, this guy is driven. I mean, he is so driven. Uh, he's challenge oriented like me, so he's going to do great. He's, he's just doing better and better in all these tournaments he fishes. Uh, and he wants to win. He wants to win bad. And, and I, th- I know he's going to win. He's going to win one of these tournaments here soon because he's just a sponge and, and uh, he's tireless. But, you know, again, the biggest thing for Rob is that he is, he's been a, a big leader in our, in our industry for a lot of us to look at and say, okay, we want to emulate what he's doing and, and try to grow the sport. He's been a big part of this sport growing as well. Uh, you know, the, the whole Guggen squad. I've been friends with all of them for a long time. I work with them on a lot of different projects and do a lot of different things. I've been friends with all of them even before they even were the Guggen squad individually. Yeah. You know, we did lots of things. Uh, Andrew Flair and I used to go to Canada and I took him up to Rainy Lake. We did the houseboat thing back when yeah. he had pimples on his face. He was just, a, he was a young, he was young. I mean, he was just barely even know what he was doing. And, uh, and to see where all these guys have gone, Alex Perrick and John B and, 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 and of course, uh, uh, Lake Fort guy, Justin, awesome. You know, it's, it's been fun to watch the, the growth of those guys and what they've done for the sport. It's been good. I've been, I've been uh, blessed to be a part of it for sure. But, but Rob's going to win. He's going to win a tournament. He's, he's driven. I agree. He's, uh, he's, he's going he's gonna to do it. I totally agree. And, and it, the only way I said he doesn't is if, if he's just not as committed as it seems. You know what I mean? If something gets his – if he gets into something else and obsesses over that – but I, but I feel like he, he's he's going to stick with this. Uh, he, they're not the only ones growing. 600,000 YouTube followers you just passed. Uh, unbelievable. I mean, I'd say in pro angling, you have to be the you know the standout social media superstar that there is in the in pro angling. I don't think there's anybody bigger than you. What's more important right now is is it have we finally reached the point where, where online's more important than TV? What's your take on that? No, not really. You know, look, they're, they're never going to get rid of TVs. Uh, the way of watching TV might change. You know, it might be all tablet based and all kind of stuff. But TV's awesome. You know, uh, you know, we're still full force into that uh, social media. Of course, it's kind of two different demographics, really. Yeah. I mean, you still have, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like Facebook and Instagram. People that are on Facebook aren't on Instagram and people that are on Instagram are probably not on Facebook. It's kind of the same way in TV. Like people that watch TV, watch TV. They're not probably on YouTube that much. And people that are on YouTube, likewise, don't watch a lot of TV. So it's kind of split down the middle. I think there's a great spot for both uh, platforms and both mediums there. You know, but for me, TV is awesome. I love, I, love, uh, I love stepping it up a notch in production with TV. But I also love the freedom of what YouTube provides. Because I can just grab a camera, throw people on the boat, and just go shoot whatever happens and have fun with it. And, uh, but, you know, I think TV is here to stay. I mean, these cable companies aren't going to let, let digital and all this just kind of take over. So, uh, you know, we're going to keep, we're going to keep pushing hard on, on TV and, and do all that. We've got a really a lot of cool shows. I'm actually going to film several TV shows this year, which can be great. I'll give a little, little tidbit. We're going to do, I think four or five episodes up North, uh, catch a big smallmouth on St. Lawrence. We're going to do some team challenges. I'm going to grab some of the guys from the elites event, lead events, and we're going to team up. We're going to do some team challenges for TV. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think this next uh, series, 2022 SMC, is going to be awesome. Next event on the Elites is Champlain, and I'm imagining that's one you're looking forward to. Yeah, I've had some great – you know, that place has got a special spot. And I don't know I don't know how. Like My dad went there years ago in 98, won a tournament out of the blue. I didn't even know where Lake Champlain was when he won it. And, um, and then so since I've been there, you know, we've, we've had some great success. I think won three, three FLW tournaments there. And kind of want them in different fashions. One time I want them all sight fishing. The next time I want them with a mixed bag. And then the last time I want it with pretty much all largemouth and a few smallmouth. But but it was uh, it, it's always this is a little later in the year, so I'm I'm not 
I'm not sure what's going to happen, how many fish are still going to be spawning and kind of what stage those fish are going to be in, if they're going to be in a post-spawn funk or what. But, look, I, I, I love the lake. I, I fish with a little extra oomph when I'm on that lake. It's beautiful. You know, it's, it's a complete opposite of what I'm used to seeing down here in South Florida where everything's flat. You get up there and you get the Anirondack Mountains in the background, big, giant, smallmouth. And I haven't caught any smallmouth much this year, so I'm ready. You're such a tournament angler. I mean, every tournament angler always answers a question like that. You say how much you love it, your history and everything. And then, then it always follows with, but I'm not, I, I don't know a lot this time of year. I don't know what the, I mean, it's, it's almost like you have to adjust it, but the next tournament that is ahead is the Bassmaster classic. If you do your job, Scott Martin, this will be the last Bassmaster classic for the foreseeable future that you're sitting in the sidelines. Will this one be different? Well, yeah, going go in there, uh, I can't wait to go there and meet the fans. Texas is going to be a hoot. I mean, there's going to be so many people there at the weigh-ins and at the expo. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if anybody's watching this and you're kind of on the fence of going, you, you need to go. It's going to be a heck of a show. Uh, to be able to, to be there rooting everybody on is going to be awesome. We've got Matt Area and Canterbury and, and all my friends, so many of my friends fishing in that. So it's going to be it's going to be the neatest one I've ever watched because I've got so many good friends in the fight, right? And uh, so I'm going to be cheering them on big time. And look, if we can get through Champlain uh, with a good finish or a high finish, you know, hopefully that's, hopefully that's enough to kind of lock me up and give me some breathing room on the points for the Classic in 2022. Uh, you know, we're going to have a big party. If we, if we can get out of Champlain with a super high finish, we're going to have a little party. I want you to be there with me. I would like to be part of that party, but, but sitting watching it this year, is there any mental process as a competitor you go through? Like, do you visualize, or is it totally disremoved? I'm not part of it. So I'm just here to meet the fans. Yeah. For me, I hadn't thought much into the whole preparation. I haven't really thought much past where I've always thought other than just, I'm going to feel more part of it, you know, because I'm part of bass now. Yeah. You know, when I've walked around in the, in the past there and I've been to every classic for years, and I was always FLW, you, you know, even though I love bass, I still felt a little disconnected from the group just because I wasn't part of the Bassmaster family at that point. But now, front and center Bassmaster family, I'm going to walk around there, you know, proud to be there, proud to represent, proud to support the tournament and, 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 uh, and, and you know, meet the fans for sure. Well, I know the Bassmaster family is proud to have you part of it. And I'm going to let you go fishing, but I got one last question for you. The main reason you came back to Mass, everything that's motivated you, obviously, is the classic. You've mentioned it several times. Unfinished family business. Have you visualized that moment handing oh, yeah. the trophy to your dad? <laughs> and, and can you honestly tell me, not just, I mean, what, 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 it, what is the vision in your head? Well, look, again, I say this. I have to always say this when I talk about winning the Classic because, look, it, it's such a hard thing to do. Of course. I'm not saying this one bit lightly. But if it ever happens, if, if and when it ever happens, right, and my dad's still here, yeah, it, it's going uh, to be a moment where he walks up on stage and I hand him that trophy. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to grab the mic and I'm going to drop it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to walk off the stage and let my dad sit there with that trophy in his hand. And that's all that needs to be said. It really does. Let him stand there and be part of that, holding that trophy. And uh, I just want to see him on stage with that trophy in his hand, with that confetti falling. That's, that's really, that's really the moment, you know, it, it, it's uh, it, it gives me chills thinking about it again. It's going to be the hardest thing I've ever tried to do. It, it may never happen, 
but you know, it's, it's what I dream about. And at the end of the day, if you dream hard enough on anything that you want to do in life, you dream hard enough, uh, it can become dreams can become a reality for sure. Well, everything else you've dreamed of seems to have come true. So I don't see that why this will be any different. Scott Martin, I'm going to let you go fishing, but, but, but will you send us a little video clip or something to end our little crappy show of you guys catching some fish this afternoon? I will, I will do that. I will do that. I have Hillary. She is, uh, well, I don't know where she is. Is she right behind us there? There's Hillary. Can you see her, Dave? Hey, Hillary. Kick, kick, <laughs> We're just kick Scott's butt today and shoot a video for me, please. <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, I will send you a little clip and uh, hopefully we'll catch some really interesting things. So appreciate you having me on, Dave. You're doing a great job with the podcast. Uh, super, super awesome to watch. I've been watching all the episodes. So keep doing your thing, man. And we're going to keep grinding out here. We'll see you soon in a couple of weeks. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Scott Martin, you're awesome. And I'll see you soon. See you. All right, man. Bye. I mean, how beautiful is is that human being? I mean, how, how beautiful was that whole scene and how Scott Martin-esque was that? I mean, the boat getting ready to go out and people loading, you know, the coolers and everything. You just see him casting off the lines, jumping on the boat and phew, as soon as the interview ends. So uh, thank you, Scott Martin, for taking the time. You're beautiful. Uh, I mean... I did the Scott Martin challenge years ago and, and I remember like standing beside him in the boat and that was the first time we got to hang out with Scott and I'm like, man, freaking he won the DNA battle or well, however it works. Um, I mean, so anyways, great interview. I want to get your feedback on it, guys. So let me know what you want, because as I've said multiple times, this whole podcast thing, this was never something I planned. This was just a situation that landed on my lap. And, and this is an ever-evolving, ever-changing show. Um, do you like the shorter interviews with multiple guests? Or do you like the longer stuff like we've done the last few weeks with Ike and now Scott Martin? Um, it'll always change. It'll always be different. But the one thing that I hope that doesn't change is you guys coming here week after week. I can't thank you enough for your unbelievable support in this weird little you know podcast transition. Um, this show grows every week. You guys uh, never stop supporting me. And the one thing I really hope you do is if you're at the Bassmaster Classic next week, find me. If you see me there, holler at me. I don't care, you know, if it's at the arena, if it's at takeoff, whatever, holler at me. I'll try to get to you. And even if it's just to give knuckles, just so I can say thank you for watching every single week. That That's why I try to respond to every single comment on here, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, this is a community and we're building it together. So be part of the community. Good thing I didn't say that in the last episode. Uh, community's got a whole different <laughs> feeling. Um, but thanks, guys. Thanks for watching this. And I'll see you at the Bassmaster Classic. And we're about to find out if Scott Martin's a liar or not. If this show ends with some awesome footage of Scott Martin catching saltwater fish, thanks, Scott. If If it doesn't end with that, then... Scott lied to me. Plain and simple. I mean, I hope he didn't lie. This has been Mercer. Out. Thanks for watching. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Because Bob Cobb of the Bassmasters told you to. You hear? You want it where it bounces every once in a while. Yeah, like, probably right there. That's perfect. perfect. Just leave it. And you're gonna, this is your. This is gonna be your deal. You can just go right. all the way up. It's fine. Oh yeah.
Sure, where this one is. <laughs> Anybody want to guess? <laughs> All right, that was bad. But that is awesome, Jake. Yeah, man, that's Dude. a good fish. <laughs> 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 nice. <Stop>! <laughs> <laughs>